This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What up, Clock Dodgers? Hey, guys, listen, do not forget the Clock Dodgers podcast is sponsored by No Halftime, a daily fantasy sports app where you can do player versus player challenges rather than drafting whole teams and hoping luck carries you to a victory. Get on there now. Major League Baseball, um, NFL when it starts back up, NBA as it's finishing up right now, golf. I mean, everything is on there. Um, you're playing versus your friends, your family, people you don't even know. There's there's money involved. There's free challenges involved, maybe for those who aren't ready yet to take that step into the deep end. But if you want to give it a shot and you haven't yet, I'm going to help you out with that. I have a promo cl- code, excuse me, promo code CLOCK clock that'll get you $10 instantly on the app for you to use. It doesn't matter if you have an Android. It doesn't matter if you have an iPhone. Let's get in there. Let's have fun, guys. And don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to leave a review for them. Let's go, guys. Let's get into the show. It's a banger. And I play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot cope with it. Can't do it. You play with the game. I mean, listen, we talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We talking about practice. Down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. Touchdown. You are now locked in to the Clock Dodgers podcast. Clock Dodgers podcast. Okay, we are now here, episode 23 of the Clock Dodgers podcast. I'm your host, Neil, and I have my guest today in studio, Gio, a.k.a. George, from the Fantasy Life app. Welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. It is an honor and a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. This is this is special because this is a our, well, our first meeting from the app. We met on the app, um, and we've seen a couple of these happen on the app, but uh, it's you know, it's pretty special because to us, it's a special place. It's a special community. Um, and it's cool that it's led to something like this. Absolutely. So, I believe this is the second or third meetup this week. Yeah. Second, I think. Second, I think. Yep. But a third, I think third overall. Yes. So yes. so it's pretty cool that this is happening, that, you know, people are connecting in this way. It just goes to show, you know, the special community, you know, that they're creating there. And it's going to continue to grow, obviously, you know, with fancy season coming back around and all the different upgrades. Um, that they're making. And so you just happened to be in town. And so it just made sense to do this. Enjoying my much deserved vacation. Uh, as you know, I work pretty much ridiculous hours at SpaceX. And uh, given the opportunity to get away for five days, I took it. You took it. You took it. Although some people would think working at SpaceX is a vacation. That's a pretty cool place to work. It's a pretty cool place to work. <laughs> but if anybody thinks it's a vacation, they're more than happy to come work with me. And they will change their uh, change opinion their rather quickly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, well, I guess we could start right on that, on SpaceX, because I want to kind of just, you know, get to know you on here, let people know who you are. You have, you've had, you know, some pretty interesting jobs, cool jobs, and, you know, things that you've gone through. So 
I figure we'll start there. Uh, we'll move over to sports and stuff like that. Um, so SpaceX just had another successful uh, landing with their rocket. Correct. Um, can you kind of like, um, I know me and you spoke earlier about this, but can you kind of give people who don't know much about SpaceX and maybe aren't interested in it or don't know enough about it, kind of what they're doing right now as far as their, their plans and what's the goal that they're trying to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as we discussed earlier, um, we just had our hat trick, our third successful launch and landing mission. The very first one that we landed that's actually going back to SpaceX and Hawthorne, the, the booster with the rockets and all that. It's going to be used as a statue out front of the building. The second and now third one that we have landed, um, we are going to be reusing those. We're going to be shipping the rockets back to Hawthorne, get retested, recertified. And once everything's recertified, signed off by management and whatnot, we're going to be sending it back here to Cape Canaveral to refly a second, third, fourth mission. Ultimately, the goal with SpaceX, Elon wants to get rockets, kind of like airplanes where they go up, they come back down, refuel it, you go right back up and back down. There's no delay or wait in between. If he could launch the same rocket two or three times a day, he probably would. Right. Um, Without giving away any secrets, because I know there's stuff that you can't talk about. <laughs> yes, there's um, some stuff I can't. <laughs> is you know, is his goal at some point to like have regular people take these things, or is it strictly like astronauts? You know, 2017 is our target goal for return to man flight. We currently are the closest compared to any other organization or company out there to launch man. Mm-hmm. Um, his ultimate goal is to colonize Mars. If anybody who knows Elon Musk, anybody who follows Elon Musk, anybody knows a little bit about him, other than the fact that the man is a genius, right? Uh, he wants to colonize Mars. He thinks we could sustain life on Mars as well as here on Earth. Right. And so that's his ultimate goal with SpaceX is to colonize Mars. And that's a legit that's like, yes, legit that is, goal. Like that's not that's not like you know fantasy stuff. Like, no, that is he really 100%. wants to do that. Legit, he wants to colonize Mars. He wants to live on Mars. Uh, he thinks we could sustain life on Mars. Uh, he absolutely believes it, and he will do whatever needs to be done to prove that correct. Right. Yeah, and, and we've spoken about you know Elon before on here with you know PayPal and and um, Tesla and all that kind of stuff. I spoke with it with Mike the Hitman. Um, mm-hmm. With 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 um, you know with everything that he's doing, you know, like I said, want to colonize Mars, all the all these cool things. Um, do you think he has more ideas like this? Or do you think this is kind of, you know, taking up everything <laughs> at this point? Because we've seen these cool things that I'm saying that he's kind I, of I jumped into. I don't think we've scratched the surface of the potential of this man and what exactly he would like to do. Right. Uh, a lot of people say he's the, more, the modern day Iron Man. I have met the guy. Uh, I've talked to him. Uh, he is just full of potential and ideas mm-hmm. of different things. Um, I don't know if you've followed his idea about the Hyperloop. Yes, I've seen some uh, stuff on that. That's, that's something he believes eventually we will be able to do across the United States, across the world. Um, I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do it from country to country or continent right. to continent. But, <laughs> right. But it, the guy... I mean, if, if it's in his hands, man, you got to uh, believe in it. You know yes. what I mean? You know what I mean? 
And, and, and a question I've always, I guess, you know, some people have wondered, I've kind of wondered, is, is SpaceX like in competition with NASA or are they totally, you know, working together on these things? So SpaceX and NASA work together. Um, we are a private company. We are not government uh, company at all. Right. Um, so is there any work, competition there, though? Or there is. It, is. There is. Uh, there's another company out there. Uh, we will not mention their name. Yeah, they don't need to be mentioned. No, no, they don't. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, no, there there is competition out there. Um, they are a good company. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that they're not. They right. they've been around for a very very long time. Mm-hmm. We are the upstart, but we work a lot with NASA. Um, we do their ISS missions. We will be, like I said earlier, we'll be one of the first ones to return to flight mm-hmm. with the astronauts. That's going to be something that we're working hand-in-hand hand with NASA. Uh, a lot of people think SpaceX is a government company that is funded by NASA, and that's only partially true. They fund us because they pay us to do their missions, but they pay us a fraction of what they pay the other companies. Okay. So I could see, And because it is a, a, a flight thing, uh, going up into space or not, I can see where people get that confused. Right. But no, it is not NASA. It's not government. It's strictly a private company. Strictly private. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny because I wish everybody knew about SpaceX because I feel like a lot of people still don't really, you know, care about space stuff enough because I know I've seen interviews and stuff with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's, uh, you know, big into this stuff. And he said, like, you know, America needs that dream again, you know, space travel and space exploration and stuff. We kind of lost that at some point. But if the whole, you know, as a whole, if we if we dream about that kind of stuff and, and try to achieve that kind of stuff, we're better for it, I feel like. Well, so touching on the whole... I forgot where I was going. <laughs> we're going to have to edit that. <laughs> hey, it's all right, man. T- touching on the whole lost the dream and whatnot. Um, I live in Titusville, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm right there. A lot of people don't know about SpaceX that even live out there. Right. I've been with SpaceX now for almost three years. Prior to going out there and working with them, I had never heard of them. Right. And I'm right there in the backyard. I, I see the rockets go up from my house. I had no idea who SpaceX was. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just... For, for those who don't know anything about it, like where would you say they get the best information? Should they go, does SpaceX have a, a website that has a lot of information or is there? You can always go to SpaceX.com. Uh, they will tell you a lot of about the company, what we're doing. Uh, you could follow SpaceX on Twitter. Uh, there's different, uh, if you Google SpaceX, uh, it will pop up just all the, all the, all the material you need. Right? Yeah, like, all, whenever all they the do launches, it's, it's all reported the on there. They do videos, don't they? All live? Yep. They do videos uh, every launch. We stream it live. You can watch the launch and the landing. That's one thing that a lot of companies don't do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know when we had the the first quote unquote controversy was with a company called Blue Origin, where they sent a rocket up and then they came down and landed it. And they're like, "Oh well, we're the first one to ever launch a rocket and land it." Mm-hmm. And that's well, while that statement is in fact true, it's not. Uh, yes, they did launch a rocket. It went up in the air. It came back down and landed it. Um, if you Google SpaceX Grasshopper, you will see our rocket go up, shift to the left, go up, come back down and land right back in the same spot it took off. That was done long before the Blue Origin launch. Mm-hmm. Um, and our rockets now that we had, prior to that, that had crashed, we had uh, gone up a lot higher and with actual missions versus where they were just sending an empty rocket up and come back down. It's not going nearly as high. 
It's not going nearly as far. Their rockets are going straight up and then coming straight back down versus where ours are actually hitting certain geological points and then coming back down. Right. Uh, certain points in orbit to launch the satellites and then coming back down and trying to land on a barge that's about the size of two football fields in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, I see that. And to, to come back down and at least hit the boat, I mean, that's impressive in itself. Right. And now, like stated earlier, we've three for three in our last three attempts on landing. Yeah. And like I said, man, with Elon, I believe it, man. I believe anything the guy says. Like, you know, it's hard to not, you know, with what he's achieved, it's hard to not believe whatever he says. And, you know, I just wanted to kind of get into that with you because I always talk to you about it. And I think it's, you know, so cool that. You know, you work there and stuff. And although you say it's hard work, I, mean, I believe you. But <laughs> I still think it's cool that that's the hard work that you're working towards is something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, you've had other jobs that we've also discussed because you've kind of <laughs> had some interesting jobs, man. I've been I've been blessed with my work. I'll say yeah. that. I've had some very, very interesting jobs. Uh, you've also worked in a prison, right? Yes. Prison or jail? Or, uh, like county Corrections Jail. Uh, I worked for... So let's backtrack. Before yeah. I worked for SpaceX, I worked with the Bavar County Sheriff's Office. Okay. Um, I was with the Sheriff's Office for eight years as a corrections deputy in the jail. Okay. Um, the two housing units that I predominantly worked in was the maximum security. That's where you're dealing largely with your rapists, your murderers. Um, and then also within that unit, we also held the uh, inmates that were in protective custody mm-hmm. and the inmates that were just too violent to be out amongst general public that were locked behind the doors for 23 hours a day. Right. Um, so that wasn't interesting enough for you? You had to go to space and rockets? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that job was very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've seen a lot of things, some things I, I, I don't want to see. You might have seen too much. <laughs> I probably have. <laughs> but uh, it was definitely interesting. Um, I, I'll give you a quick story. Okay. Uh, this is one of my favorite stories. It's called 95. Okay. Um, and... The reason we call it 95 is we were dealing with an inmate who was a cutter. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, if you don't know what a cutter is, it's an inmate who intentionally will cut himself on his arm. Um, he'll cut himself on his arm. He'll cut himself on his leg just to bleed. I don't know why. He does it for attention. He would be a big pain in the ass, but he, that's what he did. He was right. a cutter. Everybody knew it dealing with him. We were transporting him back to his prison camp. He had come back to the county jail for an appeal on his court case. He was an issue while he was there. We were, me and eight other deputies were getting ready to bring him back. And we had him in the back of the van. We had done everything we were supposed to, searched him, everything like that before we go. Mm-hmm. And after, as we pulled out of the jail, he tells me, we're not making it. Oh, he, he's yelling from the back of the cage. We're not going to make it. I'm going to I'm going to cut myself before we get there. Well, me and the other deputy that were in the vehicle with him looked at each other and, and we told each other we're not stopping. I said we're 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 not going to stop for this guy because he's 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 a threat to society. Right. And if he gets to a hospital, no telling what he could try to escape. You right. know, we don't know if he's trying to have somebody meet us there. If he's made. You know, something prearranged, something right. like that. You, some people think, well, does that really happen? Yes, it does. Yeah, I mean, we, see, we see it in the movies. You know? <laughs> yeah, it, it's, no, it's real. It actually happens. So we told him when we get on the way, he says he's going to cut himself when we hit 95. Me and the other guy look at each other, and we, we yell back to him, don't worry, we'll let you know when we're on 95 because we ain't stopping. 
And he said, oh, you're going to stop. And we said, no, we ain't. And as soon as we hit 95, we told him, hey, we're on 95. Do what you got to do. Next stop is prison. And we were heading over to Naples, Florida. Okay. So we're literally traveling across the state. Right, right. Far drive. Yes. And next thing you know, we hear banging in the back of the cage. No idea what he's doing, but we hear banging. So... I have, only, I have this picture in my mind, like you're riding with like the Joker or something. Like, oh. <laughs> no, it's a little short, a little short, little short black guy. I mean, it's just, I don't know. Right, right, right. So <laughs> he's banging, and what happened? He's banging. We dis- we discover he's banging a seatbelt. Okay. He we assume he's trying to break break the plastic on the seatbelt mm-hmm. to cut himself. Right. That's exactly what he did. Wow. He broke the plastic on the seatbelt, and he he took a piece of the plastic and was digging into his forearm with it. Wow. And so we did what we told them. We mm-hmm. kept going. Right. And we had made all proper notifications. We we let our supervisor know, hey, this is what we going got going on. They told us to keep going. We had notified the prison, hey, this is what he's doing. Right. You know, when we get there, please have medical on standby. He may need attention. And we get to West Palm Beach, and we haven't heard a peep out of this guy in a while. Mm-hmm. So, or not West Palm Beach, I'm sorry. Naples. Uh, we get down to Naples, right. and we haven't heard a peep out of this guy for a while. So we're debating on whether or not we should actually go in the back, open up the two back doors in the van, and make sure the, the guy's still alive. Right, right, right. Because, you know, we, we don't want to be hauling a dead guy in the back. Right, right, <laughs> That's right. That's a little bit of too much paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so we, 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 we get over to Naples, and there's two road deputies sitting on the side of the road. So we pull up next to them, explain to them, you know, what we got going on. We go around back, open up the back of the van, open up the, the the cage where he's at, and we look, he's laying there. Now, this scene that is inside of this cage, there's blood all over everything. Wow. I mean, it, it's just, it looked like somebody was slaughtered in wow. the back of this cage. That's how much, he put blood all over everything. Everywhere. He's laying on the ground, not responsive. We're saying his name, no response, nothing. So we step back and we look. His chest is rising up and down. We shut the cage, hop back in, <laughs> throw the lights on, drive to the rest, the rest of the way prison. We figure if his chest is moving, he's breathing. He's breathing, yep. he's, breathing he's living. Wow. <laughs> so we drive all the way over there. That's one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that's a good one, man. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot like that. You know, you were there for a long enough time. That not were... a lot like that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's extreme. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's some others I won't go into, not right. at least on there. I can tell you a couple of good ones off there. Right, right. But, uh... I mean, it's it takes a special person to work in a jail. Right. Um, corrections deputies in general are not given the respect of of their profession. You get police officers, road deputies, stuff like that. They get a lot of credit and a lot of glory for right. what they do for their job mm-hmm. because they take these people off the street. Right. Which is immensely important. They get them off your street, get them out of your neighborhoods. You know, put them in behind bars where they need to be. We forget about them. But once, once they're behind they're bars, behind bars yeah. people forget that there are people that work every day that, that have to work with these. Literally, you have to work with these inmates. Right. Because if you don't, they make your life hell. Right. Uh, they, the inmates can either make you have a good day at work, or, or if day. they don't like you, you're going to have a bad day at work. And it's completely in their hands. Right. Um, I've seen inmates where... Just because of who was working that day, they would not cooperate. They wouldn't do anything you want them to do. That uh, they would not work with you at all. Um, and then you would have another crew 
same inmates, no problems at all. Wow. Because they they respected either the officers that they were working with, or they knew, okay, I don't like this guy, but he's going to treat me fair. Right. And that's all they want. They they know you're not their friend. They they know that you're going to be hard on them. But if you're consistent and you're fair, and if you tell them you're going to do something, you follow through. That's really all they want. Yeah. That's all they can ask. I wanted to ask you because you because you work there. You know, a lot of people have opinions that you know, prison or jail can't fix somebody or help somebody become better. Um, from being inside there, are, are you a believer of that, that, that it doesn't fix anybody, it only makes them worse? Or do you believe that it can rehabilitate in some way? I believe it can rehabilitate. Um, the, the problem is, is I also believe the person has to be willing to be rehabilitated. rehabilitated. Right. It's, it's more so the individual more so than the system. Right. Uh, you're not going to rehabilitate anybody that does not want to be rehabilitated. They're right. just, they're not going to do it. Right. If they don't have the drive or the ambition to it's improve like, themselves. It's kind of like someone who has like a drinking problem or a drug problem. You could, you could kill yourself trying to make that person stop. But as long as they don't want to stop, it's really never going to do anything. Exactly. If they have no ambition to improve themselves, right. they're not going to. Right. If, if they don't take advantage of the programs that are actually offered while they're in prison or in jail... If they have no ambition to take advantage of that stuff, they're not going to improve themselves. Right. And a large part of the problem is is when these people come out of jail, they go right back to the same neighborhoods. Right. They, they go right back to the neighborhood they lived in before they got arrested, before they went to prison. And the only thing that they're going to know is what they were doing before they got arrested. You know, before they got in trouble, right, right, and it's a it's a vicious cycle. It's it's very. And it's not always their fault because it's kind of all they know. To be fair, it's a lot of time it's not. So okay, so let me ask you this: mm-hmm. somebody who kills somebody, right, does that make them a bad person? I would say so. I mean, I, I would say no. Well, I guess it depends on what they killed them for. Well, this is true. <laughs> this is true. Self defense, you know. That does kind it, of stuff. it? So now let me ask you this: does it make them a bad person? Or does it make them a person who did a bad a bad act? Uh, I mean, I they're, guess. I mean, I guess you could things. say they're a bad decision maker, right? I mean, it was. <laughs> it could have been something that happened when they were under the influence of drugs. Yeah. Under the influence of alcohol, uh, it could have just been something that was a stupid accident. Whether you know, me and you go out hunting, and you know, weapon accidentally discharges, and you know, one of us gets killed. Yeah. That I, doesn't make me a bad person. Right. But right. The act itself was, was bad. bad. Right. And. That's what you find a lot of in, in, in these jails and prisons is a lot of... Now, there are bad people. Right. Abs- right. Don't, don't twist my words. There are bad people. But a lot of time, it's pretty decent or okay people that have just committed a bad act. And a lot of that, I believe, is because of their surroundings, the way that they were growing up, the opportunities that they have had or, in some cases, haven't had. Right. And, and just because they're in prison or in jail. I don't believe that makes people bad people. Right. And and this is kind of like a conversation I had previously, I think maybe with somebody or on the FL on the fancy life app or wherever it was, but, or I brought it up in in a chat there, but it's kind of like the Adrian Peterson situation, right? So Adrian Peterson went to jail for quote unquote child abuse. Right, that's what it was basically. Did he, he go to jail? I, I don't know if he went to jail. He got I don't charged. Think, yeah, he got, he charged. got charged. I don't think he went okay. to jail. He got charged with it for, as as a crime or whatever it was. But for something like that, so some people would say. You know, this guy's a bad guy. How could you ever do that to your kid? How could you ever go that far? I understand everyone disciplines, but going that far. On the other hand, 
like you said, he might not be a bad guy. He just made a bad decision, Correct. a bad choice, went too far. Or, you know, because obviously as a kid, he may have been, he was beat by his parents, I think. But again, it doesn't make it right because, you you know, it happened to you. But the simple fact was, you know, you have to discipline your kid and maybe he just made a bad choice. So, but, but where, where where does that cross the line? Though? Where, where do we get to a point where, you know, we chalk that up as, oh, it's just a bad decision or a bad person? You know what I mean? Like, where do you, it's hard to make that. I, I say intent. Right. I would go with the intent. Did you intend to do this? Right. If there's cold-hearted intent, that makes you a bad person. If it was something that happened that you didn't intend to do, like with Adrian Peterson, do I believe he intended to leave those welt marks on the testicles of his kid? No, no. I do not. Right. He did, but do I believe he intended it? No. So I wouldn't say that would make him a bad person. Now, flip that. And somebody like, I believe it was Greg Hardy, who threatened to kill his girlfriend. Right. Do I believe he intended to inflict harm and do that to her? Yeah, I absolutely did. Yeah. Yeah. So I would consider him a bad person versus Adrian Peterson, whose offense now. <sighs> how do we? How do you? How do we draw that comparison? Are we just making, uh, you know, an opinion off of our psycholo- psychological evaluation of the person that we feel about the person, or? Like, how do you draw that line? Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how do we say Greg Hardy meant that, but AP didn't? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, a, is that a personal opinion? Because I don't know. That's, if, could, we, could we make a man guilty off of our opinion, though? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of well, a... Well, court of public opinion criticizes and, and makes everybody guilty yeah. before the facts come out. Yeah. Um, I would say this is just my personal opinion. Right. I wouldn't say this is fact. The way I look at it, I don't like Adrian Peterson. I, I don't respect the way he uh, I would say abused his kid right but at the same time I don't think he's a bad person right I don't care for him right but just because I don't care for him doesn't mean he's a bad person right right right, right. it's just that's how that's how Geo feels that's how right. George feels <laughs> right, right right so and the same thing with Greg Hardy I I don't care for him um I think also the so if I had to pick a better friend, AP or Greg Hardy, <laughs> yeah. I would take AP. Right. Because I, I also don't like the way how Hardy's witness all of a sudden, or the victim just up and disappeared and refused to cooperate after he was found guilty by the judge and then was going back for a, a retrial. Right. Uh, she just up, disappeared and refused to cooperate. The man's guilty. Right. He deserves to be punished. He deserves to be in jail for, I, I'm not going to say a length of time. That's not up to me. That would right. be up to the court system. But he definitely deserves to be spending some time behind bars. Right. Um, it just seems like these kind of things are, like I said, a, a thin line, though, right? I mean, we, there, it, there is a thin line. Um, I guess the way you would determine on what falls on each side of the line is how you personally feel. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but I mean, for a, a system standpoint, though, I mean, I guess that's what a judge does, right? I guess that's or a court does. Uh, judge or jury? Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, we're just doing our own, you know, our own judge or jury here. We, but. Yeah, we we can convict anybody. <laughs> uh, one other question that I had about prisons, really quick, before we go on to other stuff. Absolutely. Uh, um, there's a lot of you know uh, a lot of talk about private prisons right now and how you know people are we're we're, we're filling the prisons on purpose to make a profit um, because they're you know people are making a lot of money off of them. Um, do you believe that's an issue? Being as someone that worked on the inside, I, I, I don't know if you worked in a private prison or whatever, but just the fact, do you, can you see that being a real issue here or do you think it's just... I've I've never worked for a private prison. Um, I would never want to work for a private mm-hmm. prison. 
the prisons and jails, they are cows. Uh, cash cows. Okay. Uh, there are lots of people making lots of money on them. Right. Um, that's not. So, <laughs> so, so from not. someone who had experience there, you could see private prisons being a, a major issue for sure. I think if the prison system is taken over by private corporations, they're going to be run more for profit than for anything else. Um, they make a lot of money as it is. Uh, I. I I would not want to work for a private prison. I would not want to be incarcerated in a private prison. Right. At least if I'm in a prison that is ran by the local sheriff, um, it's more not for profit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the sheriff is going to make money off of it regardless. Right. But he's not going to he's not going to run it as a business. Right. Um, the employees, as an employee, I would much rather work for the sheriff's office than for a private corporation that's running in jail. Right, right. Um, I know some people that have, and they wish that they that they were uh, working for a sheriff's office over working for a private uh, corporation. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a you know it's a it's a big debate right now. You know, with the whole private prisons, and I guess you know our country just has to figure out: Are we putting people in jail? You know, to to put the bad guys there, or are we trying to fix people and help people and kind of get them back out into life? You know, to be a part I, of it. I don't think they're putting more people in jail to fix them. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, <laughs> that's the problem. I, I really don't. Um, and as somebody who's worked there, that's kind of hard to, for me to say. Yeah. But there are a lot of people going to jail for stupid stuff. Yep. Um, a lot of this, you could just get a monetary fine and be done with. Yep. There, there's no point in ruining somebody's life. Community service, just something. You yeah, know what I mean? Even community service... It, if so, in order to get community service, you have to be convicted. That's true, yeah. So, somebody who's out 18, 19 years old does something stupid because, you know, young 18. people do stupid <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Uh, you're going to ruin the rest of their life. Yeah. It, it It's dumb. Yeah. Um, it's something where you could give them a monetary fine, and now if they don't pay the fine, then you go to the next step. Right. But to... to Put somebody behind bars, make them spend a day or two in jail, make them go to court, get a conviction on the record. Even if they don't get convicted, it's still there on your record. Right. You may be found not guilty or whatnot, but any firm or any corporation that hires you that you have to be submitted to a background check for, that's going to come up. Yeah. And that's going to throw up a flag. Yeah. And especially with young people, that can start a domino effect in their life. Yes. You know I, mean? I mean, if you're in high school... Or just graduating high school, going into college. Kids are stupid. Yeah. Uh, we've all done stupid stuff. Thankfully, when I was young and doing stupid stuff, there was no social media. Because I don't know how much trouble I would have gotten in. Right. <laughs> so, that not everybody had a camera on their phone. Yep. You know, not everybody had a mobile phone. So, yep. I mean, I'm good. I'm happy. Yeah. Uh, only difference between me and, a, and some of the people that have been arrested and gone to jail is they got caught. Yep. Um, That's it. It, it. We've all done it. We've all done stupid stuff. Had a drink or two at the bar and been like, I'm okay to drive home. Yep. And drive home and not get caught. Right. Or, I'm okay to drive home. You drive home. Next thing you know, you're getting pulled over. And you're just a little bit over the line, you're done. Right now, you've got a DUI. Your insurance is going to go up. You have to explain that to future employers. Some companies, that's just a big red flag. They yeah. won't even consider you for employment. Like at I that said, point. domino effect. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. uh, so now, 
with that said, if you get pulled over for a DUI, you need to go to jail. Yeah. Because there's Uber, there's taxi cabs, there's designated drivers. Basically, there's no excuse. Yeah, and going to jail will be your lesson learned. Yes. That's it. There, there, there's no excuse. Yeah. I have, you talked about this on a previous yeah. podcast about DUIs. Yeah. You went on a rant and I loved it. <laughs> yeah. There's no excuse yeah. to get pulled over for drinking and driving. There is absolutely none. Yeah. You get pulled over for drinking and driving, you go to jail, and you deserve whatever happens to yeah. you. Because you're stupid. Yeah. It's but, frustrating for sure. But at the same time, you got a little bit of marijuana or something like that on you. Here's a fine. We're going to confiscate the marijuana, pay your fine, and be on your way. Right. Until eventually it's legalized. Yeah. And then, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right now it's illegal. Here's a fine. Be on your way. And not only is it illegal, it's prison stuffed yes. with people for that. You know Absolutely. It's and crazy. it's ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, so so SpaceX, um, you know, sheriff, uh, jail, you know, both of it, however you want to look at it. And then you also are a veteran, correct? A military veteran? I am. Uh, so thank you, first of all, for that. No, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate um, that. The whole country appreciates that. Clock <laughs> Dodgers appreciates it. So I don't know how much you want to discuss about it. You know, a lot of people don't want to talk about certain stuff with it. But, you know, that's a whole other thing in itself. But anything uh, uh, that you can shed light on with that? At yeah, all, I can share a little bit. So... I grew up basically in small town Titusville, Florida. Uh, yes, we have the Space Center. Yes, Orlando's 45 minutes away, uh, Daytona and whatnot. But where I was at, there's not much going on. Right. Um, so when I graduated high school, my, my father's a veteran. Uh, I got a lot of veterans that run in my family. So I did what they did. Right. I went joined the military. So I went and I was looking for the Army recruiter. That's what my dad was. He was in the army. So I said, okay, I'll go to follow my dad's footsteps, go join the army. Mm-hmm. Showed up at the recruiter station. He wasn't there. There was some guy with a funny hat and some blue pants on. Said, hey, come talk to me. I said, okay. So I went over there. He introduced himself, told me a little bit about the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. We had a very nice chat. And when we, we were done, he said, now you came to join the army, right? I said, well, yeah, I wanted to talk to the army, you know, see what they're about, what they can do for me, stuff like that. Uh, he goes, okay, go talk to them. They're going to tell you this, 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 and this. They're going to tell you they can't do this, this, and this. And mm. they're also full of shit. <laughs> he goes, but, he goes, you came for the Army, so I don't want to, you know, pressure you. I don't want to do anything like that. He goes, right. go talk to them, but just do me a favor. When they're done, come back to me. He goes, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about what they told you and what they didn't. Right. I said, okay. So I went, talked to the recruiter for the Army. And they did everything the Marine Corps recruiter said that they were going to do. They said that they couldn't guarantee me the job I wanted, that they couldn't guarantee me X, Y, and Z. All of it was bullshit. Wow. So I went back to the recruiter for the Marine after that. I said, where do I sign? Mm-hmm. He goes, really? I said, yeah. They, I said, the, the Army guy lied to me just like you said he would. Mm-hmm. So I went, I go, you've been straight up with me. I said, that's all I'm asking for is somebody to be straight with me. Right, right. So I joined the Marine Corps right out of high school in 1999. Um my Marine Corps occupational skill is uh, 1833 is my MOS, which is an AMTRACKER. Okay. Um, AMTRACKER, it's an infantry personnel carrier. It's Basically, it's a tank that can go on land and water. Okay. Um, we can carry 32 combat-loaded Marines in the back uh, with all their gear, all their weapons, and everything else. It's a big can of sardines, but we can do it. Right. Um, you can literally drive these things off the back of a boat. They'll submerge. They come back up drive on the water, hit a switch right on the, when you hit the beach and just keep going right on land. It so is crazy. absolutely 
the best vehicle to ever drive that I've ever driven. Right. Uh, so that was my Marine Corps occupational skill. Went to California, went to Iraq, uh, came back from Iraq, and I got out in 2007. Wow. Okay, so there's a lot of competition, obviously, right? We always hear about between Army, Marines, Air Force. Yeah. You guys always have their little friendly yeah. competition. So, the, so the, 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 that right there, it's one of those things where if you're in the service, you can pick on the other services. Right. If you're not in the service, we're all going to mess with you for yeah. picking on that one guy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> and so you were in Iraq. I was. Was it scary? I mean, I know, you're, you, know you don't want to say you were scared, but was it? You know, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It was scary. Yeah. Uh, you you don't know what to expect. It's a foreign country, obviously. Yeah. Um, never been there. Never want to go back. Um, you're there. It's a combat situation. You're you're prepared, but at the same time, it's kind of nervous because you don't have any idea what you're expecting. Right, right, right. Um, we, I was with the Third Marine Division. Uh, we traveled all the way to Baghdad. Um. We went through an went through Fallujah, um, went to Baghdad. I was actually in Baghdad when they when they had it all on CNN and Fox News and all that, where they took down the statue of Saddam. Right, right. I was there for that. Wow. I, I got to watch that. That was pretty interesting. Right. Um, I've been in some of Saddam's palaces. Wow. Uh, dude lived like a king. Right. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he did. He lived like a king. Yeah. He's got some very nice places. Right. Or had very had, nice places, yeah, I should had. say. Uh, so, but, I mean... We were there for a mission. Uh, with it being Veterans Day, I do want to give a shout out to uh, Lance Corporal Andrew J. Viles. He uh, was the only member of our unit who lost his life over there. Wow. Um, guy was 21 years old. Uh, didn't know a whole lot about him. He joined our unit after we went over there. Um, I got to talk with him a few times while we were there. And that's when we came back to Kuwait. That's when I had heard that we had lost him. Wow. That's um, terrible. Yeah, it's sad. 21 years old, kid had his whole life ahead of him, uh, and he lost it over there fighting for us. Yeah. So. And that and that and that you know, it happens a lot, right? It happens too much where we where we lose you know service members, and you 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 kind of obviously if you were you know you're a veteran or you're in the military, um, obviously you know you, you support whatever you're going to do, but you hear a lot of people after they're done that kind of like oh I don't know what we're over there for or you know it's kind of it's not really worth it. Um, what causes that when they come back to feel that way? Is it just the brutality of it all? The I, so I don't know. Um, I'll never tell you it was never worth going right. over there. Right. Yeah. It's not. Um, to when we were over there to see the thank you from the people right. that live there. Uh, they were happy we were there. They were thanking us that we were there. Um, you could see the the joy in their faces and and whatnot that we were there. So, I don't know where people come off saying it's not worth. It was never worth going over there. Right. That we had no business over there and whatnot. I don't know. I think part of the public perception is we don't get to see those people. The thank yous. You know what I mean, we see yeah. oh terrorists, terrorists. All these people hate us. You know what I mean. We don't get to see the people who are actually happy were there to help. You know what I mean. So it's it's an interesting. It is. It's very interesting. Um, like I said, I I couldn't even begin to fathom. Even believing that we went over there, uh, service members lost their lives, and it was for nothing. Right. That right there escapes me. I can't wrap my head around it. I can't. It's not a way of thinking. That I, you can I can't with. even think that it was a yeah. waste. Because yeah. you can't get me to believe that we went over there and, and 
Americans and soldiers and Marines and, and Air Force men and uh, the Navy men that we went over there for nothing. Right. I, and they lost their lives. What about I, now? I what about the fact that we're still over there? Still, it's just, it's their job, right? I mean. Well, yes, it's the job. Uh, you know that when you sign up. As far as still being there, that's tough. Because we always had this, like, this argument where people say, you know, there's a lot of issues here. Let's just fix what's here. But at the same time, you know, as always with everything in life, not just countries, but just people in power, period, you know, you feel like it's also your job to help people who don't have what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I understand that you know, the reason to be out of here, helping people out of here, but, you know, there's I understand both arguments, I guess. So there's a lot of, without getting into politics, yeah. because I don't think anybody wants to yeah. hear us talk about yeah. politics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another day, guys. Another yeah. day. Um, That's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, there's other things, in my opinion, we could be doing to to focus here. Yeah. More so than helping abroad. Right. Um, that particular part of the world is very important strategically for the United States. Um, if you look around other than Kuwait and Israel, uh, Djibouti, Africa, other than locations like that, we really don't have anything over there. And besides just the oil that... Everybody thinks we're just over there for yeah. the oil. Yeah. A large part of that I can agree with, and I can I can wrap my head around that and say, yeah, okay, that's probably true. Right. Strategically, if we were ever going to, God forbid, we ever go into like a World War Three or something like that, we need that spot. Yeah, you would need you need a presence in that Middle Eastern area. Right. Just because if we're going over to let's say a China or Russia or something like that. Other than going west, if you're coming from, you know, Germany or Europe or something like that, you need that those central spots to right. for supplies and stuff like that. Yeah. So strategically, I believe we need to have a presence in the in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Fighting ISIS is where I believe you were leading with that. Yeah. <laughs> and. I just say we bomb them and be done with it. <laughs> yeah, bomb them and be done. Yeah, uh, we're spending way too much time. Too many people are dying. Right, not worth it. The the the, the problem and and I got into a debate on Facebook about this. And if you follow me on Facebook, I do post political stuff there. And I have a couple of friends who vehemently disagree with everything I say, and I love them to death for it. Yeah, because they do keep me grounded. Right, but. Bomb them and be done. Right. Uh, I got into a debate today about, you know, do I feel remorse for dropping, for the United States dropping the bomb on Hiroshima? I have no remorse for that. No. Right. The country attacked us for no reason. We weren't even involved in World War II at the time. Right. They came over here, attacked us on our land. We went over there. We dropped one bomb, ended the war, saved millions and millions of lives worldwide. We also potentially... Without really knowing it, we probably stopped many wars from starting. Right. Um, knowing, okay, we have this technology, we have this weaponry. You know, nobody had ever really thought about even coming over here to attack us. Right. So, I mean, it's one of those things where I have no remorse for dropping that bomb. I know it probably killed hundreds, if not thousands, of 
individuals that had nothing to do with it because the time it was the emperor of Japan who did it. Right. And people are still feeling the effects of it. Yes. And, and, and I understand that and I get that, but I have no remorse, no sympathy at all that United States dropped that bomb. Right. It was something that needed to be done in my opinion. It put an immediate end and it saved more lives than it hurt. Right. I gotcha. I mean, you know, and with all these things, obviously, you're going to get people who strongly feel agreeance with you and people who strongly disagree with you. Oh, right I'm looking forward so, to being on the, so, out the next So few now days. that we probably, <laughs> now that we probably pissed everybody off, or, or now you really love Geo, one or the other. So um, with, with that, it's one of those things where I am probably known to be one of the most controversial members on this app. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just now one of the most controversial on the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm just <laughs> digging my own grave. I'm looking forward to. Uh, having to answer for this <laughs> yeah, yeah well you know like i said you know i just felt like you know you had a lot of interest in you know jobs or whatever you know duties that you want to call them and just i wanted to kind of you know go into them and just you know kind of go deep because like i said i know there's a lot of stuff you can't talk about or don't yes. want to talk about but you know it's just kind of cool to hear you know all the different you know avenues that you've kind of gone down and again like i said thank you for your service and anybody else who's ever um served or serving for us um you know that goes without saying obviously um, so now that we've gotten past all this secret stuff that you do, <laughs> deep, <laughs> deep stuff, controversial stuff. Oh, it's um, controversial. Let, let's kind of jump into just sports, right? Yes, um, yes, so yes. Let, let's kind of go there where it will probably cause more issues too, but uh, we can stir up the pot there too. Um, uh, one thing that we have in common is uh, the Magic. Yes. We're both Orlando Magic fans. Um, so obviously, I'm happy about Frank Vogel. I believe you are as well. Oh, I, I, I wanted either Frank Vogel or Mark Jackson. Uh, I think free agent-wise, Mark Jackson probably potentially could get us better free agents. Mm -hmm. But as far as coaching-wise, uh, I'm happy we got Frank Vogel. He yeah. was my number one want. Yeah, me too. I, I think I think it'll be good on all avenues. And, um, you know, like I said on the episode, last episode with Leif, uh, Leif, excuse me, Leif. I always say the name Leif because of the way it's spelled. But um, <laughs> Leif, uh, you know, I do believe we'll be playoff-bound uh, because of this. And I actually believe next year, this upcoming season, I think that, you know, that'll happen. I think, so we need to get some free agents. Yeah. Uh, that we, excuse me, we have a very, very young roster. Um, even though some of them are going into their third or fourth year, it's still young. We don't have any veteran leadership on this roster at, at all. all. Um, we need one or two veterans, not just veterans, but that we need veterans that can come in and can actually contribute to the, to the, the, the game on the court. Right. Not just in the locker room. The, right. In the locker room, yes, we need it there too. Not just a culture standpoint. <laughs> yes, but we need it we need it on the on the court as well. Yeah. That's where we're struggling. Yeah. So so I mean that's gonna be, you know, fun to kind of watch it, you know, how it goes. I personally don't even care about us drafting. I I would be happy if we just trade the draft pick and like you said, in part of a deal or something. And, and me and Leif had discussed that that trading is probably gonna be the underrated aspect because everybody has so much money and all this kind of stuff that free agency is going to be kind of um, you know, ho hum, or you know, not not as not as you know crazy as it usually is, just because everybody has money and it's kind of spread out. Um, so I disagree with that. You disagree? You think I do? I think free agency is going to be insane. Oh man! So why? Because everybody has money. Because everybody's got money. <laughs> so you're going to get guys who are not worth the check yeah. they're getting ready to get to earn, and the only reason they're earning this check this big because everybody's got money. That's true. So I, I think you're going to get guys who were only probably worth four, five, six million a year. They're going to get eight, nine, ten million a year because yep. everybody has the money to do it. Yeah. And so 
teams are just going to go out and spend ridiculous amounts of money on players that don't deserve that paycheck. Yeah, that's true. Although I don't want the Magic to be on the end of that. So. They're going to. No. <laughs> They're no. going. Every team is going to do it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I'll be happy when they do, but, yeah. <laughs> but every team's going to do it. <laughs> and then um, uh, also, obviously, the, the playoffs are happening right now. We just seen um, Toronto get knocked out um, by LeBron. Obviously, the dude's amazing. Sorry, sorry Indian. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, had it happen. Even though it sucks, I picked them, man. <laughs> I picked the Raptors to, to represent the East. I went with the bold decision, but... I guess they let me down, but it's still, man, for, for Toronto, obviously it was good for them, you know, to get that far. Yes, it was. It was something that they could build on. Um, and now, obviously, the Warriors and uh, Thunder are playing tonight, right? I and believe they are. Obviously, whenever this gets released, it's over, the game's over, <laughs> and you know you're in the future right now. You know who's won or lost, and we don't. Um, but that's going to be an interesting one. Um, I, I don't want to go too deep into it because I do have a foul or no foul later for it, so um, I don't want us to talk about it before I get to the foul or no foul. Um, but that's gonna be that's been a, a really good series and, and you know surprising actually with how I guess some people are surprised some people aren't you know the Thunder in the lead I, I'm surprised uh, you surprised I am uh, so the Thunder they they came out and they, I I thought at the time they upset the Spurs right uh, I I, would, I had picked the Spurs to come out the West I didn't think the Thunder would uh, be able to beat the Spurs. And I think if any team was going to be able to beat Golden State, it, it would definitely be San Antonio. Right. The experience, the coaching, they've got that tenfold over over uh, Golden State. So, Thunder come out, in my opinion, they upset the Spurs. Uh, now, looking at them doing what they're doing to Golden State, I'm wrong. Yeah. I think they're... I've never I mean, seen did them we all, play like this. Did we all overlook the Thunder, though? I mean, I it, think... <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. I think everybody overlooked yeah. the Thunder. I uh, I would love to see how many people would be honest with themselves and say, okay, I I picked the Thunder over uh, Golden State. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna get very many. No. Maybe, yeah. Maybe thirty percent. Yeah. And it just that. it just goes to show you how stacked the West is, and you know where when just just the Thunder, Spurs, and, and Warriors alone, like. Man, that's you're staying the top three teams in the league. Yeah, that's basically the top three teams <laughs> in the league. So, you know, I, I still feel. I mean, do you, no matter what team it is, the Warriors or the Thunder, what, what do you think a Cavs series like that ends up with in the finals? Okay, so I think if Golden State makes it, Cleveland wins. Wow. Okay. I think Cleveland will will be Golden State. Um, on the flip side. The way the Thunder are playing. <laughs> now, everybody could talk about how uh, LeBron James is the kryptonite for Kevin Durant, and mm -hmm. that's fine. And, yeah. and and they have a valid point. Yeah, There's nothing anybody could say to dispute that. But there's this 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 guy on the Thunder. His name is Russell Westbrook. Yep. And that dude is a pit bull. Yep. And, and he is right now playing better than anybody left in the playoffs. Playing bonkers, man. Yes. Out of his mind. I mean, just... I give LeBron James a lot of flack just because he plays in the East. Everybody knows the East is a cakewalk for any team he's on because they're vastly superior, whether he was in Miami, Cleveland. Overall, he has the easiest path to the finals the last five years versus if he was in the West with those teams, I don't even think he'd make the finals. Right. Uh, and you give him flack probably because he's LeBron James and does LeBron James-like things. <laughs> Maybe. No. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. But uh, but I think Russell Westbrook right now is just 
if I had to start a team with any player in the NBA, my number one pick would be Russell Westbrook. And, and see, it's funny that you say that because again, you know, last week with Leif, I mentioned that I said, you know, and he, you know, he had mentioned that Durant may take that, you know, the deal where he signs basically for this next season and then kind of can opt out. And if he did that, him and Westbrook would be free at the same time. Yep. And so I asked him, you know, that's interesting because we all talk about Durant. But who would really be the hot commodity? And, of course, it depends on your team and who you have, of course, and if you already have a point guard or whatever. But who who's really the better guy? You know what I mean? That's going to be an interesting so, thing for teams to come into. Well, I mean, it's hard to find a guy six foot eleven that can shoot like right. uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. I mean, dude can hit from anywhere on the floor. He could post you up. I mean, he's just – Good personality. Good he personality. I mean, he is – He's one of the top five best players in the league. There's yeah. no no question about that. Yeah. I would rather have West, yeah. uh, Westbrook just because of the fact dude is going to go out there every single night. He's not taking a night off. Yeah. He, he, he He's going to find something. Somebody's going to say something stupid, and he's going to take it personal, and he's not going to let it go for four or five games in a row. Yeah. I mean, he, the dude is playing absolutely bonkers right now. And he has a and killer instinct. That's what he's, he's got. About. That he's got that instinct. Like now, I'm not comparing him to Kobe. I'm not comparing him to MJ. Mm-hmm. But those guys, when they stepped on the court, whether they're your best friend, your 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 the your godson's uh, godfather, or whatnot, <laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, he wants to put his foot on your throat. He wants to step on you and end it. And and and, 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 and that right there is gonna is a quality that Kevin Durant just. I don't think he has that. Yeah, not that not. What Russell Westbrook aggressiveness right on the court, and it's kind of like when the reporter the other day asked Westbrook about um, Steph Curry and saying is his defense underrated, and you know Durant went on to answer the question, you know as nice as he could, but all Westbrook did was laugh. Yeah, and it's kind of like you know like screw you, like are you kidding me? Like no one can stop me. That's kind of his yeah, mentality. Exactly. And while, and while Durant did the politically correct thing, and that's you know uh, people will praise that of course too, but at the same time, you know, it's because Westbrook has that attitude. Like, I'm not even going to answer this question because I don't think anybody can stop me. You know exactly. what I mean? And so that's that mentality that you're talking about. I love it too. And I would probably, I mean, I really might put Westbrook over Durant too. I, I, mean, I, I, I love the dude, man. I, I would. I wouldn't have an issue doing it. Um, And the other thing is, is that attitude that he brings on the court, it rubs off to the players around him. Yeah. And, 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 and that is it is very invaluable in my mind in my opinion it's not something that every player brings it's going to challenge he's going to physically challenge you to up your game yeah to his level every game yeah it's, not, it's almost like the kobe factor or the jordan factor like you said where not not only are you, are you going to learn maybe how to have that instinct if you don't already but also you like you're afraid to like fail that guy yep i mean because you know how serious and intense he is about it you know so you know like i said it's gonna be interesting to see if durant is a free agent this year or not but if he's not, and it's the year after, I think that's gonna be really fun. He's you know, not gonna be a free yeah. Agent I don't think he will year. be either, man. <laughs> Especially not. as good as they're doing right he's now. Gonna, he's gonna he's gonna resign in one year. Especially uh, as good as they're doing now. Yeah, why why yeah. why not? You know what I mean? Listen, if they go to the finals, put your money on it. He's not becoming a free nah. agent. He ain't going anywhere. Yeah. If they win it, he'll resign with Oklahoma, and I don't think he'll leave. Yeah. Oh yeah. If, if he if, resigns, if, he's if, definitely. If, if if they win it this year, I don't think he'll leave Oklahoma. If they don't, he'll do a one year. See where where the chips fall next year, and then if you know for some reason they don't make it back to the finals or they get knocked out early or something like that, I think he'll go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Hello, L.A. Hello, <laughs> Miami. But uh, I I don't think he'll resign with Oklahoma City. Yeah, it's like I said, it's gonna be fun to you know to see how it all how the chips fall. Um, another thing, obviously, we discuss a lot is football, fantasy football. 
Um, that's why we're talking to each other right now. Fantasy football? Respect. Yeah, you know, because of the Fantasy <laughs> Life app, we're actually here. You're actually in the studio. It's cool. Um, you're a Dolphins fan, though. Right? Of course. Dolphins. Who, I mean, it makes who me, lives it in makes, West Palm Beach and isn't a Miami Dolphin it, fan? It makes me sick, man. Ah, oh, it's okay. It makes me sick. I, I almost told the guy at the gate not to let you in because of that. But you're here. What What do you think about the Dolphins this year? Because I asked you that because... Last year, they were hyped, super hyped. Everyone said the Dolphins, they got this, AFC East. They made all these great additions, you know, Duncan Sue, all these things. And then they fell flat, I would we, say, we, on their face. We right? won the offseason. Yeah. Where so, it does not count. Yeah. So now this year, you know, I mean, you drafted well. You know, um, Tunsil fell to you guys. All, all these things, you know, but no one's hyping you up, of course. Now it's just kind of, um, I don't think anybody, I think everybody's afraid to touch it, you know, because of yep. what happened last year. But the interesting thing to me is, you know, we did hype up them last year and for a reason because they did make a lot of good moves and sometimes those things don't happen overnight. You know, sometimes it does take more than a season for it all to work and to make sense. You have, you know, new coaching and stuff. So what about if what everyone thought was going to happen last year actually happens this year? You know what I mean? I'd be thrilled. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible though. It's not, you know, I think people are afraid now to say that, but I think it's not that crazy of an idea. As a fan though, how do you feel going into it? I mean, obviously everyone feels good because everyone is, you know, starting the off season and we're going now. But legitimately, like, you know, we'll get into fantasy in a little bit. But just as a as a fan, are you feeling good right now, or are you a little worried? I well, mean, I, so as of right now, we're undefeated, which right. I absolutely love. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like you said, uh, we had a, a pretty good draft. Um, most of the experts are saying we had one of the top drafts. Right. Uh, a lot of that was because of Tunsil falling. Yeah. Um, all the uh, the mock drafts that people were doing on the app where they would pretend that they were the GM and they would pick for the Dolphins. We had a whole chat room that was dedicated to that and whatnot. Um, I, every time we would come up, I would argue and argue and argue we needed alignment. Right. Uh, that's who I wanted with my, my first overall pick. Some people would say, you know, let's take Zeke Elliott. Let's take, you know, this person. Let's take that person, you know. This person was supposed to be the number one player in the draft, but he's injured. So, you know, let's take a risk and take yeah. him. And I'm like, no, you, you, I firmly believe you, the way you start your team, other than your quarterback, which we have Tannehill. Some people don't think he's going to be that great. I think he's serviceable. Uh, he's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but you don't need a Hall of Fame quarterback to 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 win the the Super Bowl. No, you need somebody who can just make things go right and i believe he can do that mm. um but the way you win your games is in your trenches in my yep. opinion your offensive line and your defensive line um i was screaming every single time take a lineman take a lineman take a lineman i was thrilled the number one lineman prospect fell in the draft to miami yeah um for something stupid Let's be honest. It, it was stupid <laughs> it, well it was I'm saying, stupid. I'm saying it was it, twofold I'm, stupid it was yeah. stupid on his part to do yeah. it uh, and I feel bad for the guy that somebody released that picture right before the but, draft. But I actually meant stupid that he fell because of that. Because well, yes, and I to agree. Me it's stupid. I agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Yeah. But hey, I'll take it. Of course, you, of course you will. Of course you <laughs> no, will. I've got no problem with it. I will take it. Yeah. Um. But yes. So we got our lineman. I'm thrilled. Uh, best lineman in the draft. That's what we need. Um. I believe we're going to be. He's probably going to end up starting at our uh, left guard. Mm -hmm. uh, right next to Brandon Albert. So that solidifies our left side of the line. Um, we've got Mike uh, Pouncey at center. 
I believe we're good. Right. Uh, I, I believe our line is good. As long as Tannehill can be protected to the point where he's not leading the leagues in sacks again, I believe we'll be okay. Right. Um, I mean, he's offense, got, he, we've got weapons. we got weapons in skill position. That's what I was going to say. Even in fantasy sense, um, the Dolphins have some interest in players, right? I mean, Landry. Yep. I loved him last year. I told Love everybody. I told year. everybody, this guy's going to ball. You know, even Dolphin fans didn't uh, agree with me in some aspects that Landry was going to be as good as he, as good as he was. And then... Obviously, people expect Parker to make a jump, right? Yep. Everyone expects that. Um, the running back position, you know, you let Miller walk. Yep. People feel good about uh, Jaye. Uh, some people don't. Some, some people, people do. Some people don't. <laughs> do, 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 do you think they're going to add someone like Foster late into the offseason? So I hope not. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I don't want Arian Foster is because I feel that I don't – A, he's got an Achilles injury. Right. And he's a running back. And no skill position player has ever come back from an Achilles injury and been the person that they were. Right. And I don't think Foster is going to be able to come back. So are you ready to ride a Jaya? I'm – repeat the question. Are you ready to ride a Jaya? I'm not ready to ride a Jaya. <laughs> no. Um, so what do you want them to do? We got we got running backs with knee issues. Yeah. Um, and you we, drafted a running back too. Who's got knee issues. Yeah. So <laughs> – but, I mean, I think Ajayi will be serviceable. I don't think he's the future of the position. Now, I would love for him to go out and prove me wrong. Right. Uh, I, I would be thrilled to be wrong on this. I don't think he's going to be the future of the position. I think we address it next year. Right. I mean, we tried to address it this year with C.J. Anderson. I wish we would have been able to land him. But, uh, obviously, he was resigned by Denver. They matched the contract offer. Right. Um, we brought other people in, Chris Johnson. We brought in Arian Foster, like as previously mentioned. So, we're... The, the organization doesn't believe that, that that our running backs currently on the roster are our future. Right. And I agree with that. They're right. not. They'll be there this year. They may be there next year. I'm hoping next year we can land one of the, the prize uh, running rookie backs. running backs that mm. are coming out. There's some good ones Whether it be out. Fournette. Uh, I can't believe I'm about to say this because I am a Hurricane fan, but I would love to see Delvin Cook fall to Miami in the yeah. draft. Uh, that pains me, but I will cheer for him then. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I think next year we'll address the running back situation. I think we're just trying to get by with what we have this year at the running back position. Right. Um, if Tannehill can use his legs more this year than what he did last year, if he goes back to doing what he did, you know, two years ago, mm-hmm. where I think he – I believe he rushed for something like four or 500 yards yeah, I think, for the whole year. I think so. Um, then that obviously helps the rushing game. So it'll improve Ajay right. and 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 that and company, but as I just don't see our running backs being very good. Okay, so speaking in terms of fantasy, because everyone loves fantasy, who doesn't love fantasy? Um, besides Landry, well, I guess I mean, do you expect Parker to really be serviceable? Parker came on last year yeah. at the end of the year. And he, now he had injuries uh, most of the season. Um, he he. The decision to start him over Gronkowski uh, when Gronkowski came back from his injury last year, mm-hmm. the first game back, uh, essentially cost me a championship in my money league because I went with Parker over Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. And uh, had I started Gronkowski, I would have won that game by exactly one point. Had to start the Gronk, man. I uh, was coming back from. Can't go against the Gronk. Uh, he was coming back from injury. I didn't know what to expect. Landry had a good game before that. Uh, still haunting me. Uh, yeah. I get reminded weekly by Dr. Mill about uh, <laughs> him beating me. But, 
But anyway, you feel good about Parker. Though. Yeah, let, let's go back to Parker. Yeah, <laughs> let's not rehash those old wounds. Yeah. Um. Yes, I think, I think Parker will be good. I I, I late round thing or or do you think people are? Gonna I would go say for him? seven round seven to nine is where I think he's going, and I would feel comfortable taking him there. Mm-hmm. Um, in twelve man leagues, I wouldn't reach. Yeah. Um, Dolphins historically have not been able to support two, two. wide receivers. Yeah. In a dominant role. So I, I would feel comfortable later around with Parker, but I think he'll be serviceable. Yeah. I, I, I think I expect good things from him as a fan. I want good things for him, but you know, you're fighting history of the Dolphins where they've never been able to support two really, really top line receivers. Right. And then you would just discuss the running backs a second ago, but when it comes to drafting, we all know how valuable a start and running back is. Do you, do you think Ajayi is the guy you you go for? I mean, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, and I how and where do you feel comfortable? Obviously, you're not a fan of him as much as you know you may people may want you to be. But wh- where where are you comfortable with him? I uh, I see him as a running back too. Okay. Um, I would feel comfortable taking him round four. Okay. Right around round four, round five. So you see potential there, and plus, like you said, as long as he stays healthy. You have to assume he's going to get majority. It's it's the opportunity. I, I yeah. he he did good last year and the opportunities he had, um, with the line being improved, I believe he will do good. But I, I'm just not a fan of his. That's right. the problem. Right, right. I got you. I mean, I, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, we'll see. If he you know maybe a boomer bust kind of guy. Yeah, like I I would I I wouldn't mind him on my team. I would say he's a solid running back too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he'll have many games. Where he cracks the top twelve or thirteen, I see him RB eighteen to twenty-two uh, when when the end of the year is done mm-hmm. in that now, range. And I know a lot of people listening probably are in a league with you in some way, shape, or form. I'm not giving away any secrets. Yeah, as I was going to say, <laughs> so you're not really going to want to go uh, too deep into fancy questions. But I, I figured at least you know talking the you know the Miami Dolphins would be an option. Although, you know, the last time I went to a Dolphins game when they played Oakland last, and man, I can't stand the song, man. When 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 the Dolphins are winning, you know, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> that's the that's the worst part. But uh, you know, I think um I don't know, do the Raiders I don't think the Raiders play the Dolphins this year. I I have no So I don't think idea. I have to deal with that song this year. But they do play Tampa and uh and Jacksonville. So I'll yep. hopefully go to two Raider games in Florida and not have to hear that song. <laughs> so I'm I'm good with that. A loss to win, I don't care as long as I don't have to hear that song. Um, but yeah, I know I know you don't want to go too deep into you know obviously your strategies because you are in a, in a bunch of leagues you know I'm in with people way too many too leagues. many people listening. Quick question: Is there such thing as too many fantasy leagues? Yes. Yes. You think? There do you think? Do you think it depends on the person? But there is a threshold, or do you think there's just you get to a certain amount of games, teams, leagues, whatever, and it's just too much? It's the individual. It's the individual. If, if you're in. Too many leagues, in my opinion, is when you actually can't pay attention to them yeah. and participate and be active in them. Yeah. Um, because of the Fantasy Life app, I've joined about I think I've joined four leagues off that app. Yes. Uh, and these are no, uh, you know, these these, these are, aren't bullshit these, leagues. No, no, <laughs> no. These guys, I ain't afraid to say it. They're better than me. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are. Don't don't try to be humble now. <laughs> I told you I'm shy, quiet, and innocent. Okay, don't, don't try, don't try that, <laughs> don't try that. But, but seriously, man, some good leagues. You know, the, you know, a lot of good interest in leagues, and, and and of course the uh, the OG Cloud Dodgers league, which is gonna be interesting. You know, the way we have that whole thing formatted out. Um, but I, you know, it sounds fun. You know, I'm in a bunch of leagues on there too, so hopefully I don't reach whatever 
invisible line we have for, yeah, too, it, for too many leagues. If you can, if you can handle nine or ten leagues and be competitive and be able to pay attention and attend to those leagues in a way that it's not doing a disservice to the other the other league members, right? Then there's no such thing as too many leagues, right? I've pretty much reached my threshold, yeah. um, especially. So I actually did more than leagues last year than what I'm doing this year. But, but is that because you scaled back, realizing that maybe last year you went too deep? No. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, it's not even that. It's honestly, it's the level of competition. Right. Uh, I'm going to have to be upping my game yeah. in a lot of these leagues. Uh, I've done my fair share of trash talk. Mm-hmm. So now I've got to back it up and bring it. Yeah. So I've scaled back the amount of leagues I'm doing because the level of competition is that much greater. Yeah. Um, some of the leagues that I was doing last year, like I'm doing a 32 team. Yes, a 32 team league this year. Where you literally are drafting the same yes. from the same player pool with 32 teams. Yes, that is insane. It is insane. Uh, Might be I, a little too insane, but I'm actually enjoying it right now. But I mean, come the season, you're not going to be. No, I mean, I'm upset somebody drafted Kadeem Carey before me. Yeah, that's, that's how bad it is. Okay, that's, that's crazy. And, and Kadeem Carey for me would have been a starting running back. Out. <laughs> so uh, yes, I've got the the Clock Dodger Clock Dodgers OG podcast league that yeah. I'm doing. Uh, both of those are that's a 32 team league split to 16 16. Yeah. Uh, the Falafel League, yep. uh, that's super competitive, 16-team league. Yep. Um, I've got the Southern Hospitality Chat League. Mm-hmm. That's a 16-team league. Which somehow I didn't make it in, but that's okay. I won't bubble judge. Boy, I won't bubble judge. boy. I won't judge nobody for that, for that move. <laughs> that's okay, though. I'm in the Attics League. Are you in the Attics League? I am not. I, so oh, that was too much, right? I was offered that was a your, spot in that, the Attics. That was your threshold. And I had to tell them I've got to decline because, like I said, if I can't give it a hundred percent, I'm giving it zero percent because yeah. I, it's not injustice to it's not fair to anybody right. else in the league. Right, right. So I, I didn't think I could do it because I still have a couple of other leagues. I've got my dynasty league that I started or joined last year, and I've got my money league that I've been in for going on twelve years. I believe we've been doing wow. it. So I've got those leagues as well, and. I am like, I can't do no yeah, more. And, and, I wasn't know, even going to do the 32-team league or the Clock Dodgers league just because I had so much on my plate. Right. But you you know, you know, explained the format to me, and I'm right. like, this is so crazy, I've got to do it. Yeah, trying to do something and, special, man. And, and then with the 32-team league, I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah. I've got to do it. Yeah, just, yeah, now, yeah. I don't know if I'll be there next year. Right. But for this year, listen, I'm all in. Yeah. I'm sold. Okay. I'll yeah. be there all year long. Check it off your my team. Check it off your bucket list that you did. Yeah. I mean, the, how many the, people get to say, yeah, I, I did a 32 team. Yeah. League. And, and the one thing I, I like about, I guess you could say the internet in general, um, you know, with, you know, all these forums and message boards, but also, you know, the FL app in general is I think I might be doing away with all of my offline leagues just because of, I'm one of these guys that I prefer the league to be competitive. I don't, I don't have fun, you know, playing in a league with people who aren't as good or, um, you know, don't make good trades because they just don't know what they're doing or they're just doing it, you know, to be a part of the office or whatever. Like it's just not my thing. Like I like, 
I like it being competitive, and I know some people don't care. They just want to win, whatever, you know, at all costs. But I just feel like the leagues online with these people that I meet, you know, through these apps and stuff that are super competitive, it's just, you know, they're that much better. You know what I mean? Like, they, they really love this. They're not just doing it because, oh, that's what the rest of the office is doing or, you know what I mean? So fantasy football in itself is a challenge. Yeah. And everybody likes a good challenge. Yeah. If there's a way to up that challenge by upping your competition, do it. Yeah. And, and that's through this app. I believe that's how a lot of these leagues are formed. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are doing away with leagues that they've been in for a long time. Yeah. Like you said, through the work pool. Yeah. You know, buddies that they they were doing it in high school with that they just don't talk to anymore yeah. other than, you know, maybe once a year. Exactly. When they and, do and, these leagues. And they're not updating their rosters yeah. or they give up halfway. And it's like, man, but you know these people who who live, sleep, and breathe fantasy football won't do that to you. Yep, you know exactly. I mean? and, and every, you know, and I've learned through through this app, there are a lot of smart people out yeah, there, yeah. and they know a lot more than me, yeah. and I've learned a lot from them. Right. And I'm taking what they've taught me, and I'm going to apply it in various different leagues, Yeah. and hopefully for me it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't, but I'm hoping it does. And just with the upped level of competition, it's it it's going to make it just that much more fun. And when you win, because let's face it, I'm going to win every league I'm in, <laughs> it's going to be that much more sweeter. Yeah. You know, I, I can say, you know, I won this league and it was against, you know, 16 other people or 32 other people or 12 other people from this app that are super competitive right. that you know, pay attention to this stuff as much as I do yeah. and that love it and enjoy it as much as I do. Yeah. And it makes the victory that much more sweeter than when you're playing in a league where five or six guys haven't updated their roster since week two. Yep. And, and that's always, that's another thing. Like, you know, like you said, there's a lot of people who are, are really, really smart. Like, you know, you and me, I mean, you know, obviously we feel like we know what we're doing. You know what I mean, we know what, we feel like we're pretty good at this. You know I mean, we've won I know a little we, bit. Yeah. We both won leagues, plenty of leagues year after year, whatever. But then there's like this other level of people who are like statistically driven, like crazy statistics. It's kind of like yes. it's kind of like even with um, DFS, you know. There's people who play it and win and here and there, whatever it is. And there's people who like make it their life, sort of like they they all these statistics and numbers and algorithms. And so it's like sometimes I read these articles and stuff, and I'm like, is this really necessary? Like all these crazy numbers and stats and everything. I've won it without doing this. Yep. But then I gotta think. Well, was I with competition like this? And was you know are things changing? Obviously, I feel a lot of the fantasy football is luck. You know what I mean, and, and where you where you you know if you draw the right cards, but at the same time, I can't say that so much because when I have one, I've had like two guys I drafted on my team still. So obviously, I, I've traded right, I've you know did free agency right. So there is obviously skill involved because the people who don't do those things typically don't win. Right. But I, you know, there are some people who are like super super diehard, and you wonder like sometimes I wonder to myself like how how far do I have to really go? You know what I mean to actually be good at this? Yeah. You know, do I have to go into all the numbers and statistics? Can I just stay who I am? You know what I mean? Like, can I just follow my gut and kind of go with it? You know, I'll give away a little bit of my strategy uh, going into this year. I'm gonna be me, right? Um, I'm not big into the analytics. I look at the numbers, but most of the time it's a gut. Yeah, it's my gut feeling. No, this is what I think. It's my opinion. I, I I listen to a ton of different podcasts. I ask questions to a lot of smart people. Right. But at the end of the day, it comes down to what do I feel. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to approach it this season. I'm not going to pay attention to you can't be too statistically driven. Yeah. It, it, I mean, you can drive yourself with the numbers to the point where it drives you insane. Yeah. 
and then you start second guessing, you know, should I really be doing this? You know, it feels like it's right, but the numbers, you know, right. I throw all that out. Yep. It, 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 I've got to be me. Right. i got to stay true to what's brought me to the table so far. Yep. And that's my big secret going in this year. So right. good luck figuring me out. <laughs> and when you do, let me know how you figured me out because I'm still trying to figure me out sometimes. Exactly. Well, now that we can't go too far into strategy, um, we might as well jump over to the uh, the segment, foul or no foul. Oh, I've been dying for this. Exactly. So this is one of my favorite parts, obviously. Um, we get, you know, foul or no foul submitted by people all over. I come up with some of my own. And so we just, um, you know, for those who are new or aren't aware, I basically will throw a statement at you. And then if you agree with it, it's no foul. If you don't agree, it's a foul. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and just let's, let's get this started. It's that time again. Let's play another round of foul or no foul. Um, so the first foul or no foul that I want to throw at you uh, is when it's all said and done, because we've seen... Um, a lot of records being broken and, and things being done for the first time ever. Um, LeBron will be better than Jordan. Foul or no foul? Oh, that's foul. That's foul? Oh, that's huge foul. <laughs> I always have to throw this out there. Oh, right? I, why would you even ask that? I just love doing this. No. I love no, doing this. LeBron will never be better than Jordan. Why? He's Jordan. He's Jordan. Six and oh. Is it a nostalgia, man? He's, no. Let me, six, let me get people amped six, up. Six, six and oh in the NBA Finals. Never lost the finals. Three repeated twice. What if LeBron won six? He's not. What if he did, though? You could say what if all day. He's For argument's sakes. What if LeBron won six? How, how would you feel then? I would still say he's not better than still? Jordan. Because of the killer not. instinct of, of Jordan? And... No, not even that. So, okay, so Jordan, while he had a lot of people come to Chicago to play with him, mm-hmm. there's got to be something said for him staying in the city of Chicago and winning them there versus where LeBron jumped around. He he went down to Miami and convinced Wade, him, Wade, and Bosch all, I would say, colluded together to take pay cuts to play together mm-hmm. to, to win a championship that way. And then you had people come in to play with that particular set of, uh, of, of players. Like your um, Birdman, Ray Allen, Mike Miller, all these guys who could have signed elsewhere for a lot more money took pay cuts to come down to play with this trio down in Miami. Right. Um, it's not a knock on LeBron, but I think it would have been a lot, he would be a lot more respected throughout the whole NBA from the fan base wise. Right. If he would have just stayed in. Uh, Cleveland stuck it out and would have won a championship in Cleveland. Right. That's what Jordan did. He stayed true to Chicago undefeated in the NBA finals, repeated twice. Uh, no doubt at all. Jordan is going to be the greatest is the greatest NBA basketball player to ever play. And I don't think there'll be ever be anyone that even comes close. You know, I had to ask because this, co- this causes wildfires. Oh, I know. Every Listen, time. I talked about earlier, it's going to cause wildfires. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> this, this episode, if it doesn't piss you off one way or the other, we I didn't do it. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> another uh, another um, basketball question. This one was actually given by at uh, AJ Express, I believe it is. AJ Express, yeah. What up, AJ? On the FL app. Um, he asked, um, foul or no foul, the Warriors... Are the Warriors a top five team if they don't win the finals? So obviously this is if you even believe they're a top five team to start with, right? But 
you know, generally speaking, they, they broke the, the winning record. I mean, the record for most wins in a season. You know, Curry's playing out of his mind, breaking all kinds of records himself. So just just speaking, if we looked at them as a top five team if they before this, if they don't win the finals, they are still a top five team, foul or no foul. So if they don't win the finals, it's an automatic foul. Automatic. Because regular season doesn't count. Yes, okay. they broke the all-time record, 73 wins. You know, that's a, unbelievable. Right. Nine losses the whole year, you know, that's absolutely amazing. If they don't win the championship, like Scottie Pippen says, doesn't uh, no thing without a ring or whatever the <laughs> yeah, saying was, yeah. uh, don't mean a thing without a ring. Right. Uh, and he is correct. 73 wins, very impressive, doesn't mean nothing if you don't win at all. Right. Uh, look at the Patriots' undefeated pre- uh, regular season, made to the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl. Their whole undefeated season was for naught. Right. Because they didn't. Win it all. Right. Shout out to the 72 Dolphins. Uh, <laughs> that's, but, why uh, that's why you're holding on to this. <laughs> but, no, it, it, I don't believe that they were going to be a top five team, even if they do all time, even if they do win the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting. As of right now. Right. If they go on next year and they win it, if they win it this year and then they go on to next year so and they win it again next year. Four Pete? No, or three P. Oh, three P. Okay, three P. Yeah. Okay. Listen, they four P. I'm going almost greatest team of all time. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. But but if they three P or even come close next year, I would put it in consideration personally. But as of right now today, I couldn't say that they're a top five all time team. Right. Um. I just I, War- Warriors, I man. They got a lot of uh, hurdles to jump, man, to impress people. Well, they do, and a lot of that's because last year, as everybody will who doesn't like the Warriors will be more than happy to point out, you know, every single round the starting point guard that they played was injured. Right. So you could say that they and then in the finals, uh, Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving were both out. So they didn't play, you know, these teams one hundred percent last year. Right. Now, of course all they did was follow that up with a seventy three win season, but I don't consider them right now to be an all-time top five team in the history of the NBA. Maybe it's just the, you know, like you said, maybe it's just the window that they've, you know, been doing this in. It's kind of small still, so it's, we need it's, more sample size. Yeah, it's way too early to judge. Right. Uh, like I said, if they go on to win next year, if they win it all next year, or they make it to the finals, or even the Western Conference Finals, and let's say it goes seven games, you know. Okay, I don't know if I'd put them in the top five even then, but it's but you, more you, of a you'll discussion. start believing the argument then. Yeah, it's more of a discussion. Okay, uh, but right now, no, no, they're not even close. All right, I mean, shout out to AJ again for sending that one in. Um, the next one is from Two Drink Minimum on the FL app as well. Um, so shout out to him for this. Uh, and his foul or no foul is college sports will ne- would never be the same if college athletes are paid foul or no foul. <sighs> Pay them. Pay them? Pay them. And if they do, would the game be the same? game would be the same. It wouldn't change. I don't think it would change at all. Um, the guys in college, they're bringing in millions. The, so the coaches themselves are making millions right. and millions and millions of dollars. Right. Uh, they're bringing in, between advertisements and sponsorships and all that, they're bringing billions into the college football system. And you know the argument, man. You know you're going to make people mad. 
and you know they're gonna say, but they get a free education. Who Geo, Geo, we're gonna call you George. Listen, George, they get paid a free education. Okay, and thousands of dollars, fifty thousand dollars a year. Okay, so and let's <laughs> say let's say that they stay four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I'm not. Gonna, I don't want to get into you know. Well, where do you draw the line? Do you know? Do you start paying the baseball team? Do you right, start that, that's going to be another argument. I, I, I get this. Do you, do you know? You start paying the cheerleaders. You start paying the band members. Right. You know. Do, I'm looking at strictly football. That's all I want to get into. Okay. Uh, the football. We can bring in football and basketball. Okay. And baseball. We'll say football, baseball, basketball. Cause three those major are probably sports. The three major sports. Yeah. You know For the way places. things are going. You could probably throw hockey or. Uh, uh, what's the other sport I'm thinking of? Hockey or soccer in there. Mm-hmm. But right now we'll stick to the three major sports. Uh, football, basketball, football. Football, basketball, baseball. baseball. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing in billions and billions of dollars into these universities. Right. And you're going to give them, each person, you're going to give them a free education. Yes. But, which is great. That's wonderful. But then you have players who are coming from very low incomes mm-hmm. you know their families are poor the only reason that they're even you're even giving them this education is because you know on the back end you're going to gross millions and millions and millions of dollars right. for them and if they make it big time in the nfl then you're going to come to them from uh for money because they're an alumni right so why not giving them a stipend right you know pay them something yeah. pay them something to where you know they can go out and if they want to get a pizza or a cheeseburger, they can afford it. Right. You know, if they want to go out and, for example, Tunsil, mm-hmm. you know, he was getting flack because he asked the coach to, to pay for his mother's electric bill. Right. I mean, he's bringing in, he's helping your team bring in millions and millions of dollars a year. You know, he shouldn't have to go to the to the, the program and say, hey, you know, can you help pay my mom's $100 light bill? She just got her electricity turned off. Right, right. I mean. That's not like he could work if he wanted to. I mean. And he doesn't have the time to work. He's right. going to school. He, he's, he, he's traveling with the team for, you know, collegiate sports and whatnot. Pay them. Yeah. It's not going to change a whole lot. Right. Pay, give them something. I'm not saying you and have do, to And do you change give, it on each school then? You know, by how much each school is pulling. Obviously, school is pulling all different numbers. So yeah. are, are you, you're obviously going to have to have some kind of adjustable scale, right? I mean, where... I wouldn't. I would say no, because, and you you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe m- most Division One college or yeah, most Division One colleges put the money that they come in into a pool that that is earned from. Well, that may be right. I may not be right on that. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will let me know. Yeah, that I'm somebody wrong. will let us know. Please, please let me know when I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> they will. But oh, I'm sure. Uh, but. I'll take all your Division One uh, colleges, mm-hmm. okay? The money that is generated from endorsements, from TV deals, take that money mm-hmm. and say, okay, we're going to pay each football player X amount. Right. And you make it across the board, whether they start, whether they're backups, you know, whether they don't even play in the game. Right. We're going to pay them. And it doesn't matter if you're the starting quarterback or if you're the backup punter. Yeah. We're giving you the same amount of money. Yeah. Same thing with baseball. Same thing with basketball. We're going to give you X amount of dollars, and all that money is not coming from the school. It's coming from the NCAA that is getting paid hand over fist from endorsement deals, TV deals, stuff like that. Right. That's where the money can come from. This right. way, it's not even this way. You know, if you got 
your top of the line, you know, your Oklahoma's, your Texas, you know, Ohio State's, those guys are getting the same thing as like Middle Tennessee. Right, right, right. You know, they're making the same amount across the board. Yeah. And it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt the colleges. Right. Yeah, it's not going to hurt them. At I all. mean, I, I agree with you as far as that they should be paid. And I guess I'm not in a position to figure out how. No, you know neither I mean? am I. You know what I mean? I don't get paid <laughs> to figure that out. I really don't care. I mean, as long as it happens, that's all I care about. I'm not, I'm not here to argue, you know, the semantics of how it happens. Um, but I, I guess the one thing that always bugs me with, you know, with people saying, oh, well, you know, they get a free education. Okay, number one, I feel like education shouldn't cost that much to start with. That, that already annoys me in the fact yep. that, that we act like that's the, like, I feel like we're just throwing numbers on things and saying, oh, this is how much it costs, 50000 to come here. You know I mean, like, where do you get that number from? How does that, you know, logically make sense to you? But at the same time, on top of that, yeah, the free education is great. But I always feel like, you know, I don't know, man, I, I always just feel like a, pe- a person should be paid for their services. You know what I mean? And a lot of these guys... Like they may never be the same after four years of college football. They I mean, might not even make it through four years. Yeah, of college your football. body, man. Like we, we cannot ever discount what they're, you know, the, the what kind of, you know, uh, you know what, 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 you know that they're putting their bodies on the line for this. I mean, I, I had an episode um, with Ian McClellan about um, brain trauma. Like mm-hmm. we can't discount these kind of things. You know, guys tear up their knees, their legs. They can't ever walk the same. You know, they have issues sleeping at night. All these things. Like I understand the free education. That's great, but. At the end of the day, like I just, I just, I'm not okay with you know possibly leaving people with you know a lifestyle that's never the same again. You know, after putting their bodies online like that and saying, "All right, well, that's it. You know, we made it rich off of you guys. Hopefully, you can use your education somewhere. See you later." Yeah. I mean, especially with the fact that, in my opinion, I mean, unless you're going and getting a specific degree for something special, um, I, I've had plenty of jobs, and I'm sure many people have had, where I sit next to a person or I work next to a person. And I maybe don't have a degree, and they do, and I'm doing the same thing they're doing. And I'm making the same money they're making, and yep. they're fifty thousand, hundred thousand dollars in debt for school, Absolutely. not me. You know what I mean? So I'm also not okay with that. I'm not okay with, oh well, you know, you got a free education. Well, you know, we're in a time where that free education may not be as as valuable as it was b- before. You know, yeah. or, or depending on what your degree was for, you know, they're not going to school to be lawyers or doctors, where you know it's not as you know what where you know when they come out they're good. Yep. You know what I mean, some people are just getting. You know, uh, different kind of, you know, I almost call them like, you know, crappy, you know, scholarships, but like, I don't want to say it like that, but you know, like a business degree or stuff like that, where you're like, where do you use that, that, that you're going to make it where it's that much of a difference where you can pay back that school yeah. for, you know, for the like years a, of, you, you could go in and get yourself just a, a general socials, uh, degree or something like that. Yeah. Just a general studies degree. Yeah. And you're not, you know, specializing in one specific field and you know, you could be at the college for two years, bam, you get a hit in the knee, blow your knee out, or, you know, God forbid you tackle somebody wrong and you get a spinal injury, yep. and you're done. Yep. I mean, your your career is over. You're going to be, you know, but man, you got that free disabled education. for the rest of your life. You got that but, free education, though. But, uh, <laughs> dude, does the school even continue to give you the education, yes, even sir. though you can't provide, you know, they're giving you a scholarship to play. Right. But now you are physically unable to play. Right. So are they going to revoke your scholarship now? Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know if they do that. Again, somebody tell me I'm wrong. But, I mean, if they do, what did you get? Yep. You got nothing. Yeah. Pay them. Broken system, up and down. I say fix it. You say fix it. You say fix it. And there's going to be a whole bunch of people telling us not to fix it. But that's okay. That's what we do this for. All right, man. Let's go to the last one, the last file or no foul. Um, and this one also sent in by Two Drink Minimum. So, again, shout, drink. Out, shout out to that, man. I appreciate the interaction. Um, 
This foul no foul says Conor McGregor wouldn't finish a full standard boxing match um, with Mayweather. A straight up boxing match, not mixed martial arts, nothing like that. Just a regular boxing match, foul or no foul. I would say I've said foul every time. Yeah, that's all right. Foul, foul. He would finish it, and he wouldn't finish it. Or no, he would? no, I think he would. You think he would finish? Okay. Yeah, he would finish it. And the reason I think that is solely because of the style of boxer that Mayweather is. Right. He he's a defensive genius. Right. And he's not gonna stand. He's not gonna go in the middle of the ring and trade fists with McGregor. Right. He's gonna dance around the ring. He's gonna run. He's gonna hit you. Mm-hmm. But. The power is not there at this point in his career. Right. And, and, and to be fair, he, he never really was a power guy. No, he, to start he with. wasn't. I mean, he can't knock you out, but it's not his thing. No, that's, that's definitely not his forte. Right. So he's, he, he, he's going to dance around the ring. I think McGregor could finish the fight. Yeah. Do I think he'd win? I don't know. Right. Uh, but to answer the question, yes, he could finish. He could. It's a foul. He would be able to finish the fight with uh, Mayweather. No, right. I don't think it would be an issue. Yeah, and see... So, so I agree with you. I think he could finish the fight if Mayweather dances around the whole time, which historically, that's what we that's assume. What does. That's what we assume he would do. Um, as far as could Conor win um, a fight with him, I think there's not a chance in the world. Just because we're talking about, and again, I know some people disagree. Some people don't like him. But in my opinion, one of the greatest boxers to ever live, his record suggests so. so. Um, I know some people don't care for his style, like you said, the defensive style. But again, this is boxing. The idea is to not get hit. And yep. that's what he does better than anybody. Yeah, he, nobody's so, ever done it better. So to to think that a guy who is a mixed martial artist is going to step into a ring and beat a boxer who no one's beat ever from his re- professional record, um, to think that he could even stand a chance against that guy to me is, is kind of you know far fetched. Um, of course, if you do it the opposite way and you put Mayweather in a mixed martial arts match, he oh, doesn't he doesn't it. stand a chance either. No, no chance. You know what I mean? So it's just the way it is. You know what I mean? And, and you know from my conversations here on the podcast, I'm a huge Conor fan. So it's by by no means knocking Conor. But um, the one thing I did find interesting about it, um, I don't know if you've seen the ESPN interview. Uh, I forget who he had an interview with, Kenny Mayne or somebody. But um, you know uh, Mayweather had said that, oh, you know, if we did do the fight, I want a hundred million and he gets whatever else he said. Um, but Connor said, you know, I, I would never do a fight like that because I deserve the hundred million because he needs me Yep. right now. Who, who would Mayweather fight that he would get a hundred million? Nobody but me. I, I don't even think he could get a hundred million. Yeah. If he fought Pacquiao again. Yeah. I don't think so either. So, I mean, I, I would love to see it happen. I don't know if it's possible if, you know, they'll be able to work out the numbers on it. I would love to see it happen just from a standpoint of like how crazy it would be. Um, but I don't know if the fight from, would even be entertaining. To from be honest. a nostalgia standpoint, yeah, that, that would be you know, cool. it would be it would be interesting to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I, listen, I don't pay for 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 these fights. Yeah, that one, I I might throw down the sixty dollars yeah. to watch it just just to say I watched this. Yeah, just like your thirty two team league, man. I did it. I, I did it. I was in a thirty two team league. Damn it. <laughs> so yeah, man. I think it's interesting. I think it's cool. You know, the some side of me says I hope it happens, but you know whether it happens or not, I guess we'll, you know, we'll wait to see. But um, again, you know, shout out to everybody for the uh, the foul or no fouls. We appreciate it and the questions and everything. Um, so we've talked to a really long time here, man. We have. Um, uh, before we go, before we end this, um, because I do know that your family is waiting for you as well, <laughs> um, for, since you for, are on vacation. Yeah. For for those that don't know, uh, I came down here on vacation. I made it a point to come over. To uh to do the podcast, I was really looking forward to it. Um, I didn't tell Neil until about 
we were on the way. I actually brought my 14-year-old with me. Yeah. So he's an in-guest, studio in-guest. He, he, he's just sitting here watching us and waiting for us to finish. Yeah. So so I do appreciate you coming, obviously. I'm honored that you're here, and, and I appreciate it. And again, you know, shout out to the Fancy Life app for, for making this happen. I think it's cool as hell. Um, is there anything before we go that you want to say to anyone, everyone listening? Or? Uh, I like to pride myself when I say... No topic is uh, too taboo for me. Yeah, I think um, we proved that today. And yes. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to getting some heat from this, yeah. but uh, I, I think I could take it. Um, it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure, and thank you for having me over. Absolutely appreciate um, it. It's been something I've been looking forward to for a long time, and we made it come true. Yeah, and I, and I did. So for those that are, at, are wondering, I did get some SpaceX swag which I've been waiting forever for, and I got more than I asked for, you know, so <laughs> he definitely blessed me with some awesome stuff. Um, so I will be out there supporting SpaceX. So shout out to Elon and Gio for that. Um, and, and of course, you know, you're here, obviously, in, in the studio, but um, you're always welcome to call in, um, you know, whenever you want to. Uh, we could even get the other SpaceX member on there, <laughs> Dr. Mill, at Dr. Mill. Um, so again, you know, I appreciate you coming. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that you wanted to end on before uh, we go. Yeah, any shout actually, outs or anything? Uh, or? No shout outs. Uh, <laughs> no shout I don't outs. care for anybody. No, I'm just kidding. Um, if uh, anybody's interested in following me on Twitter, it's uh, at Geo Reed Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on the Fantasy Life app at Geo. Uh, you can pretty much find me in most of the, the trending uh, chats. I named the ones I'm in, but it's pretty much all of them. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm an easy guy to find. Yeah. Uh, and again, thank you for having me. This has been absolutely amazing. Yeah, absolutely, man. Again, I appreciate you for coming on. Shout out to everybody who who is listening, who's interacted with us today. Um, and we look forward to, uh, again, having you on again in some capacity, whether by phone or whatnot. And uh, thanks again, man, for coming on. Clockdodgers.com. Yes. Go. We are out. Later. Well, damn, that was a fun conversation. Man, I cannot thank Gio enough for coming through. Shout out to his son, you know, for coming through, you know, and sitting through that. I, you know, that, w- that was cool. Um, you know, I, th- this basically, you know, this episode with Gio, obviously, you know, uh, we, we discuss a lot about him, you know, the careers that he's had that were all, you know, super interesting. And then, of course, you know, we dove into some sports and stuff, which was necessary um, for us. But um, the, the, the main thing. Um, about this weekend guys and specifically monday is obviously memorial day so you know memorial day is the time for us to you know to thank those who 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 have done service for this country um the military and of course all aspects of the military marines army navy air force and and everything else you know that you may be a part of that you know contributes to this um the, the main thing is guys don't forget it's not just this day though um, a, a lot of times we tend to, uh, you know, not appreciate or not, um, you know, show an outward appreciation uh, for, for people except when we have designated days. Um, Valentine's Day, you know, for your wife or girlfriend, um, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, um, you know, birthdays, Christmas, whatever, anniversaries, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we only celebrate, some, some, some people get, you know, caught in this thing and it's not like, it's a, it's not your fault. It's just the way life is sometimes, but, um, we get caught in, um, showing our appreciation only on that day. Um, so 
you know, for this episode, it was special to have Gio here because not only is he a cool dude, not only were we connected through a super cool um, app and community, and and all, and and not only is he cool to talk to and and just a fun guy to be around, but you know, like he mentioned in the podcast, you know, he did serve our country. So it just so happens that you know this is our Memorial Day episode. It happens to drop you know, in or around Memorial Day. And our guest, of course, is one of those people that you should celebrate and appreciate on that day. But again, every day, not just that day. Um, So I don't want to go too much into a rant here or anything because, uh, you know, I don't want it to be about anything but that. Um, So, uh, I mean, obviously the episode was long enough. Uh, Me me and Gio talked for for a while. It was was a great conversation and uh, I know you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, The only thing that I do want to go out on is just kind of going over some of the things again that I asked you guys to help me out with. Um, As of right now, there's still a few days left on the Clock Dodgers t-shirts. If you can do that, um, get yourself a shirt, man. You're part of a family. You know what I mean? This isn't, um, you know, some just some name that we throw around uh, just just to do it. You know what I mean, this is literally a family, guys. Like, the people that I consider part of this family that I, you know, keep around me, um, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in real life, whether it's, you know, wherever I know you from. Um, when you rep that clock, Dodgers, you're repping something serious. You know I mean, it's something for real. It's not just a name. It's, it's an actual thing. It's a, um, you know... Like I said, it's a family. It's a group of people, uh, like-minded and goal mind. You know, same goals in mind, um, and kind of a, you know, a mission in life. So um, get the shirt. You know, wear it proudly. Um, it's not about profit. Trust me. <laughs> Anything that comes from this is going right back into it. Um, don't forget. You know, there's also a a, a drawn for a gift card. You know, for everyone who um, purchased a shirt. <clears throat> excuse me, um, but in the first run or this run here. Um, so, so get in on that, you know, get in on the fun. You may have a chance to win a gift card, you know what I mean? So you don't want to miss out on that. Um, but like I said, it's all about wearing it uh, with pride, repping the mindset of <clears throat> escaping the nine to five mindset. Um, so again, I appreciate you guys who have already purchased, who already have your shirts. Um, remember, if you do purchase a shirt, please send me a picture um, with you in the shirt. I'm going to put them all up on the website on clockdodgers.com. Besides the shirts, as always, keep supporting No Halftime. Um, you know, football season is, is, is creeping up on us. I know, you know, we're about to lose basketball when, the, you know, the playoffs and the finals end. Um, we're going to be baseball deep, you know, deep in baseball for a little while. But then when, you know, fancy football is creeping around the corner, man. So you want to get your experience in now. You know, you want to knock the rust off. You want to knock the dust off. You want to, you know, really, you know, really get entrenched in this. So when fantasy football season starts and you're doing, you know, this player versus player DFS, um, you know, you're out there you know, slugging them and taking the money. You know what I mean? You don't want to fall behind, right? So, you know, get on there now. Um, promo code CLOCK, C-L-O-C-K. Um, I keep, I, I heard a couple people tell me that they've told some of their friends um, to get it and some of their family members. I really appreciate that. Um, you know, so maybe they don't listen to the podcast. Maybe they, you know, they aren't aware of this yet. Maybe they're not into podcasts. Maybe they only read the website. I mean, whatever it is, um, even if they're, you know, they're new to this or they're not even, you know, you're kind of introducing them to it. Um, at least get them on no halftime if you know they're a fan of, um, you know, sports and competition and that kind of stuff. It's, you know, it's really fun and let's get everybody involved. Um, besides that, there's always the Amazon link on clockdodgers.com that you can use if you're going to be uh, ordering anything through amazon.com i really appreciate it there's a pay there's a um 
uh, a donation button if you just feel like donating and skipping all the other stuff um, that's fine as well you know I really appreciate any help you guys can do um, trust me any little thing you guys do whether it's promoting whether it's you know purchasing or donating or, or anything you do even if it's just your time just listening to the podcast um, trust me you're way more important than you think you are um, and you know I love everyone just the same so no matter what you've done whether you feel it's a small contribution or, or a big one you know, I mean, it's all appreciated the same. So um, thank you guys for that. Again, it's Memorial Weekend. Um, don't just take it as a day off, you know, from your job that you get on a Monday off or a short week. Um, you know, use, use it wisely. Uh, spend it with your family, your friends, and appreciate those, who, again, who have, um, you know, who, who have really made this country, you know, why you love it. Um, you know, again, and I, and I spoke with Gio about it, whether you agree you know, with what we're doing overseas with our military, um, whether you agree with the with the the mentality behind it, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is our our brothers, our sisters, our mothers, our fathers, our friends, our, our family are over there or here or anywhere. Um, you know, risking their life for for us. So um, again, I just you know, I just want to make sure everyone is, is given their um, proper respects to that. Um, other than that, guys, like I said, NBA basketball, the playoffs are happening. The finals are about to start up once we figure out who's the, uh, you know, who's the opponent for the Cavs. But, um, you know, lots of fun stuff. Baseball is getting deep in the season. A lot of us are already prepping for fantasy football. You know, you got to get ahead of the curve. Um, but let's just do this, guys. You know, again, if you have any suggestions, any topics, any questions, any guests, any foul or no fouls, you know, anything you think we should discuss, Throw it my way. No, nothing is off limits. Nothing is, um, you know, nothing is out of bounds for us. Literally any subject, any topics, any guest, send them here. Let's make it happen. Again, Geo, if you if you want to follow him on Twitter, um, you got his Twitter handle. But let me just uh, let me just get it for you one more time. It is. Let's see. We are. Um, if you're gonna follow him on the FL app, it's of course at Geo. If you're gonna follow him on Twitter, it's at Geo Reed, G E O R E E D Junior J R. Um, so follow him on there, support him, hit him up, let him know how you enjoyed the show, and uh, let's get it, guys. Let's go. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to stop by ClockDodgers.com and follow us on Twitter.
Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.